At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. One of those idiots who believe in analytics. It is a numbers game here on VSIN. Happy to be with you on a Monday morning. I'm Jeff Parles. Chris Andrews is here as well. Gil Alexander going to be out today. Uh, has some uh, family business to attend to this week. Uh, Chris, we're gonna we're gonna do our best today. Uh, uh, we'll be fine, Jeff. We'll miss Gil certainly. A hundred percent. We'll be fine. Absolutely. Uh, we'll miss Gil. Our thoughts with Gil today as well. And sure. uh, Chris, uh, it is usually, this is usually the time where we're closing up shop on the NFL season. But thanks to uh, <laughs> an addition of an extra week, we get one more week and then one more week. I'll tell you what, though, this last week was very reminiscent of week 17s, which this week, this year, I guess we're going to call week 18s because it seemed like, like, the wise guy moves were just who found out about the COVID situation first. You know, that was, that's all the moves. And I mean, I talked to Michael Gaughan last night. I said, man, we are exposed to a, a bunch of numbers, but uh, we'll see if we can get through the day. And we wound up okay for the, for the day. I know there was one snowy game that we'll get to. I know okay. that, that that helped sure. you guys a little bit, Chris, but uh, let, let's dive right in. Wyatt Tom check is in my chair today. Uh, Wyatt, uh, good morning. Thank you uh, for, for being in the chair. What do, what do we have first today uh, for this Week 17 slate? Well, good morning, uh, Jeff. Uh, let me just get on over here. No Thursday games today, as you mentioned to me. Um, the first game uh, going up on Week 17, we have Raiders at the Colts. All right. Two winners this week, Chris. We'll yeah. start with Indianapolis. Chris, very impressive from the Colts. Without three of their offensive linemen, especially after injury in the game, knocked Derek Fisher out as well. Uh, Nelson didn't play. Kelly didn't play. Colts get it done on the road as the closing three-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Arizona Cardinals, 22-16, to and the struggles for the Cardinals continue. We'll get to that a little bit later. Carson Wentz, though, the story, 
Wentz was great. 18 to 28, 225 yards, two touchdowns. Most importantly, though, no turnovers for Wentz. As we know, that can be the bugaboo for him, but he was really good. And Jonathan Taylor continues his great season. 27 carries, 108 yards on the ground. The Colts have not lost when Jonathan Taylor's gone over 100 yards this year, Chris. I didn't expect them to go over 100 yards in this game, really, with three offensive linemen out. You know, I don't, you know, even though I've been watching football for a long, long time, I'm still one of those guys. I watch the ball. I've watched the skill position players. I don't often watch the offensive line. I like to review it afterwards, but I don't, you know, watch during the actual game to see the play. Nelson is one guy I watch. I mean, he is just a beast. He manhandles guys, and uh, I, you know, I, I think I, 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 it was I, somebody pointed out I was three and zero with the plays that I gave mm-hmm. last week, but I, I really did kind of like the the Colts in this game until I read the injury report, and then I really thought the Cardinals were the right side because I didn't see them running the ball, but they ran the ball extremely effectively, and that's, uh, well, I'll tell you what, that, that's I've, I've been raising them, um, and their 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 ratings is has really grown, and that's because they're playing some great ball right now. Indianapolis up to the fifth seed in the AFC now. Now one more win. They're going to be in the field. It could have got a little tricky, even though the results kind of helped Indianapolis yesterday as well. Uh, They're now uh, on the year. uh, That's uh, win number nine for Indianapolis, now nine and six on the year. The Raiders, in what was a a peculiar game, to say the least, here just up the road at Allegiant Stadium, beat the Broncos 17-13. The Raiders now 8-7, and seven, still alive in the playoff chase. They outscored the Broncos in the second half 10 to nothing. Some, some weird quirks in this game. Denver only ran 40 offensive plays, so the Raiders really dominated. Time of possession, and uh, you see those offensive stats outgained the Broncos. 342-158. to 158. Derek Carr in this one, 20-25, 201 yards passing. A touchdown, an interception that led to the only Denver touchdown of the game at the end of the half. An attempted screen pass intercepted by Bradley Chubb. Returned to the one-yard line. The Broncos punched it in on the next play. But in the second half, the big drive at the end, Chris, after the Raiders had taken the lead in the second half, a little over two minutes to go in the game. They had a third down and two in their own end with 2.10 to go. Denver was out of timeouts. They elect to throw Carter Moreau 27 yards. They pick up the first down, win the game. The Raiders, amazingly enough, Chris, Still alive. They are still alive. And, uh, you know, I think that game, if you look at the numbers a little more closely, was much more dominant for the Raiders than than what the score would indicate. Now, that was a weird game for us here because I saw the move almost everywhere on Denver in that game. We got all Raiders money. And uh, I'm not sure why that is. It's not, I, I, you know, guys have asked me, do you get a lot of Raiders money? I always tell them, you know, when they're winning, we get a lot of money. When they're not winning, we don't get a lot of money. <laughs> But yesterday we had a lot of money on the Raiders for some reason where the rest of the market that I saw was mostly uh, on the Broncos. So that actually was not a very good game for us. Um, Everything wound up okay. But, again, if you look at that, if you look at the numbers in that game, much more dominant uh, by the Raiders than what the final score would indicate. Here you look right there. Just look at first downs, 22 to 8. No, it was was a bizarre game because the Broncos, like I said, 40 offensive plays. They were barely on the field in this one. Time of possession, nearly 37 minutes for the Las Vegas Raiders. Also, Hunter Renfro, what a season he's having. Another touchdown for him, four catches. He's going to break Tim Brown's single-season Raiders reception record, which 
101 receptions. I know there's an extra game, but that's still an incredible accomplishment for Renfro. Yeah, I mean, uh, what do you remember where he got drafted? What Renfro round? was a, a fourth-round pick, I'm pretty yeah. sure. It was yeah. pretty Some, late. I know it was it, middle of the It was draft. one of those drafts that was scoffed at by most because it was oh. all Clemson and Alabama players, yeah, and Renfro has been an, a steal of steals for the Raiders. He just produces. He's one of those guys. He just keeps producing. They go to him in key situations. And uh, and he comes up big for him, uh, and he, he did the same thing at Clemson, and uh, you know the kids really turned into a hell of a ball player. Chris, I'm gonna make my, I'm gonna make my first guess, okay. and my goal today is to <laughs> is to get one specific phrase okay. out of you. I'm gonna go Colts laying seven at home in this one. Okay, well you're over one on. <laughs> 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 your number's okay. I mean it's seven and a half. Okay. Yeah, so I don't like your number better. You know, my number came to nine and a half. And, um, you know, once you kind of get in that no man's land, the seven and a half up to about nine and a half, it could go either way. Uh, I will open the seven and a half. Uh, you know, I mean, I could I could use eight. I could see if, uh, if I see the market trending that way. I do like it a little higher uh, just because I think the Colts are playing such good ball right now. And uh, I, I have them, my, like I, I mentioned earlier, my ratings on them have just steadily increased. And I, I'm certainly a believer. I don't know what their offensive line situation is going to be this week. Mm -hmm. But if all those guys are healthy, then I think this is very much the right side. By the way, before we go any further, let me, let me interject one thing here. My good friend, uh, Twitter friend, and I know the guy personally, Jeff Fogle. Mm -hmm. He has great synopses on every game. And I'll tell you what, if you don't have time to pour through the box scores, if you just read his synopses, uh, they're, they're terrifically packed information in 142 characters. So uh, he, he's the one pointed out some of these things, that how excellent really the Raiders played in spite the score not being totally indicative of, of their domination against the Broncos. Raiders sweeping Denver as well this year, Chris. Uh, one last question on this one before we go to one of the lesser games on the slate. How, you mentioned you moved India up a whole lot. Where do you have them right now in the AFC on, on your ratings that you have? I think uh, I'd have to check real quick, but I think I have them second to Kansas City in the AFC. Um, let me give a quick, quick check here. I have them half a point better than Buffalo, who I think is playing some pretty good ball. Um yeah, like way better than the Chargers who have really fallen. I got them a point better in New England, who also have, you know, shown, shown some chinks in the armor. So, yeah, right now I have them uh, second to Buffalo in the AFC. I think they're as live as anyone. I the do. only the only question is, will Carson Wentz lose them a game in the playoffs? They're going to have to be on the road all three I, games. You know, Jeff, I, I was thinking about this just last night. You know, we're going to get to the playoffs. And one of these guys is going to have a terrible game. And we're going to say, see, I told you, whether it's Jalen Hurts or, or Wentz or maybe Carr or you know, a lot of the – we're not going to say that about Mahomes. We're not going to say that about Rodgers. But one of these guys is going to have a terrible game. It's just we see it every year. And you're going to say, see, I told you so. There are other guys out there who are going to say, see. No, I look, I, I know if Philly makes the playoff and Hurts has a horrible playoff game, I'm yeah. going to be one of those guys <laughs> I screaming, probably will be too, yeah. screaming at the whole way. Wyatt, what, what do we have uh, – Next, uh, doesn't look like the best of games next. Are you sure? This this looks like a heavyweight matchup. We've got the New York Giants uh, traveling to Chicago to face the, the vaunted Chicago Bears coming off a big win against uh, Seattle yesterday. Yes, uh, we'll, we'll start with the Bears. 25-24 uh, in the snow globe in Seattle. A, a wild Nick Foles appearance. Yeah. Comes sure. in victory for the Bears who win outright as a seven-point underdog. 
Uh, Chicago was down 10 at the half, down 10 going to the fourth quarter. Didn't matter. The final drive of the game, Foles to Jimmy Graham, a 15-yard touchdown with 61 seconds to go. They converted a fourth down earlier in that drive to continue it. Matt Nagy goes for two. Don't blame him there. They complete a a, a pass to Bird in the back of the end zone and a lot of traffic. They get to stop the Bears, win it 25-24 over Seattle. Foles pretty good, 24-35, 250 yards and a touchdown. David Montgomery, 106 total yards and a touchdown. The Bears win. They impact the Giants' draft position with this. This is a big draft position game because, remember, the Giants own the Bears' pick. The Giants, on the other hand, Chris, Somehow they were tied at halftime. I thought we actually had a prayer in that game, but <laughs> Somehow, not, how wrong I was. Tied at halftime. They averaged a hardy 2.2 yards a play in the first half. Didn't go well the rest of the way. The Eagles end up dominating the Giants 34-10, to the final for that one. Incompetent quarterback play, to put it politely, for the Giants. Jake Fromm benched. He was 6-25, or excuse me, 6-17 for 25 yards and an interception. Mike Glennon came in 17-27. 93 yards, a touchdown, a pick six. He's also only the fifth quarterback since the merger to throw 27 passes and not only not throw for 100 yards. Wow. So more ineptitude for the New York Giants offense that they just continue to lose. You'll get my guess on this game next as we continue on a Guessing Lines Monday. You're on a numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is a numbers game here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles in for Gil Alexander today. Chris Andrews is here, though. Chris, you, you don't know how happy I am that I got your call last night saying you're going to be here. Oh, you're yeah. going to be business as usual. Business as usual. The show must go on, right, Jeff? That's uh, the old cliche. So, Chris, I, I want to finish the Giants real quick because we had to get to the break there. The Giants lose to the Eagles 34-10. to the game was miraculously tied at three at halftime. Yeah. The Giants in the second half get outscored 31-3. to The Eagles, who couldn't move the ball in the first half, go for eight yards of play in the second half. And the Giants are now 4-11. and They have no offense. Their defense that had been able to hold up most of the year is starting to crack. Well, yeah, because how, how, how much can you How up? much can yeah. you, you take? And Look, the, 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 I think the biggest thing for Giants fans is uh, it's only going to get worse because Joe Judge and Daniel Jones seemingly are coming back next year. That's what we heard, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what, a, what a total mess for a once-proud franchise that has just totally lost its way yeah. with the younger Mara in charge right. now. So, Chris, this is Bears hosting the Giants. This is a rare one. Bears were more than a touchdown favorite last week, or dog last week in Seattle. I think they're going to be close to a touchdown here. Bears laying six. Well, you're right on as far as the number goes. I like my number a little better, which is six and a half. And okay. I, see, I see one six and a half out there, and that's what I'm going to open. Uh, but that's exactly what my numbers came to. But uh, here, I brought up the box score. Uh, Jake Fromm, who started the game, QBR, 4.9. Mike Glennon, who came in in replacement, 26.7. I guess I don't know if that's a big improvement or what. Uh, Saquon Barkley was, you know, 15 carries, 32 yards. You know, uh, this is just a team in total disarray. And it's funny, Vinny and I, you know, Vinny, of course, from New York, although I think he's a Jets fan. We were talking about the Giants. That just what a great franchise it was when Wellington Mara ran the show. He and uh, Art Rooney Sr. were the, um, you know, one of the linchpins of starting the NFL. You know, it was a tremendously run franchise, but it's really lost its way for really a decade now. 
since that Super Bowl championship. They've done nothing. One playoff appearance and then the uh, trip to Miami with the boat and Odell Beckham. And since yeah. then, it's been a total mess yeah. for the Giants. Wyatt, what, what do we have next? Next game here. Let me just move on over. Sorry there. Next game, we've got a heavyweight matchup uh, in New York. Tampa mm -hmm. Bay facing off against the New York Jets. Tom Brady gets to torture the Jets one more time, Chris. The Bucks yesterday clinched the NFC South for the first time since 2007. Even without any of their weapons except for Antonio Brown, 32-6, they hammer Carolina, who uh, tried the two-quarterback, no-quarterback system yesterday. Didn't work for the Panthers. We'll get to them later. Tom Brady, 18-30, 232 yards, a touchdown. Antonio Brown back after falsifying COVID documents, uh, 10 catches, 101 yards. Uh, the backup running backs did well. Keyshawn yeah, Vaughn, sure. long touchdown run. Ronald Jones, a touchdown as well. The Bucks currently sitting in fourth place in the NFC based off the results from this week. And they actually fall because Arizona fell out of first place in the NFC West. Uh, really not much to say on that game other than the fact that Carolina is really bad. The Bucks even with out a whole bunch of their guys significantly better. And they get the Jets who uh, dramatics at the Meadowlands yesterday, Chris. The Jets beat the Jaguars 26-21. Zach Wilson with a 52-yard touchdown run to open the scoring in that game. Wilson didn't throw for a lot of yards, but I know you like QBR, Chris. The highest QBR in the NFL yesterday at 92 and a half for Zach Wilson. I, I had to take a second look at that when I was writing him down for this show. I said, how the hell? And I, Okay, he had like 91 yards rushing, I think, yep. something like that. Yeah, he had 92.5 was his QBR, and uh, had 120 yards passing or whatever it was. So I had to take a second look at that. QBR is just one more tool. I'm certainly not married to it, believe me. I just like to look at something different than other people. Wilson had was 14 to 22 for 102 yards passing and a touchdown. Okay, I missed that. And 92 yards rushing, including that 52-yard yeah. touchdown run. No turnovers, though. Yeah. That's the big number for Wilson. That's really the big thing the Jets are looking for. Michael Carter, 16 carries, 118 yards on the ground. Now here's a fun one for you in this game. Okay. Connor McDermott caught a touchdown pass for the New York Jets. Offensive lineman. Will Richardson recovered a fumble in the end zone for Jacksonville. He's an offensive lineman. They started keeping track of stats in 1950, Chris. This is the first regular season game where two linemen scored touchdowns in regular season history. Uh, th that is in the pretty NFL. amazing. The only other time it has happened, the 2006 AFC Championship game where Logan Mankins recovered a fumble for New England in the end zone and Jeff Saturday famously recovered wow. one in the end zone for Indianapolis. Yeah. Those are the only two games in NFL wow. history that's Two great happened. names, yeah, okay. Shocking on that. The Jets also, uh, in this one, Braxton Berrios, a 103-yard kick return for a touchdown. The Jets, uh, a lot of third down, a lot of fourth down plays yesterday from everyone. Jets, three of five yesterday. We'll talk about that Jaguar. Oh, we'll get, we'll, don't too, worry. Yeah. I'm, we'll, I'm not going to forget that, yeah, Chris. Okay. Three of five on fourth down for the Jets, including two failures in the red zone. One was a fake field goal that failed. One was a fourth and goal for the two that Wilson threw incomplete. But the Jets hold at the end. Jacksonville got it all the way down to the Jet one. A questionable spike on a third and goal at the one by Jacksonville. And then an incomplete pass at the end. We'll get to that whole breakdown oh, yeah. later when we get to the Jags. But the Jets win. They're 4-11. and 11. Uh, Ron Middleton gets a win as the interim coach with Robert Sala on the COVID list. But the Jets are still bad at football, Chris, even with the win yesterday. So I'm going to guess Tampa's laying 13 at the, at the Meadowlands. Jeff, your numbers are right on. It is 13. 
My numbers, okay, and if you're playing uh, guessing lines bingo, here's your first one, diminishing returns. <laughs> my, uh, my numbers come to 15 on the Falcon or on the, uh, on the Bucks. I'm jumping ahead. I'm looking at the next game, too. Oh, don't worry. We're <laughs> yeah, going to have we'll a big one too. in the yeah. next one, too. Uh, anyway, but I'm I'm going to be at the top of the market. I I see it as low as 12.5, as high as 13.5. But right now, I'm going to open 13.5. If I see it bump up to 14, I'm going to go to 14. I was very impressed with the Bucks because I did not like them yesterday, again, because of we talked about wise guy moves, pretty much knowing who's out because of COVID. But they had their skill position players out uh, three really key guys, but they had Antonio Brown coming back in, and uh, you know the backup running back played well, and of course you have Tom Brady. So still very impressed with the Bucks. I'm going to be at the high end of the market here at 13 and a half. I know it's a big number, and I know it's more than mine. That I guess I have a hard time envisioning the Jets playing this game within two touchdowns. I really do, Chris. Yeah, I mean, pro- yeah, their their best bet is hoping for a lot of wins that day. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just for Tampa too. They have all. They're still playing for seeding. They can still get oh, the yeah. one seed with a bunch of help. But oh, they're playing. Yeah. They're they're still playing everyone in this game. And the Jets, even with that win, still bad at football here in 2021 for no sure. Uh, Wyatt, what do we have next? Next one, another dandy of a game. We've got the Atlanta Falcons traveling up to Buffalo to face the Bills Mafia, Buffalo Bills. All right, l- let's take Atlanta and, and Detroit real quick here. I'll save. Detroit's craziness in this game for when we talk about the Lions. The Falcons survive, and the two players who had the Falcons in Circus Survivor survive. Yes, that is the look that I gave my screen when I saw that, Chris. Uh, Val- Falcons beat the Lions 20 to 16. Matt Ryan, 18 to 24, 215 yards, a touchdown. Kyle Pitts, great, six catches, 102 yards. Uh, the defense, <laughs> pretty lucky. Detroit had four drives over seven and a half minutes in this game. Three field goals and a touchdown for Detroit. So Atlanta bent but didn't break. Uh, very Falcon-esque sequence at the end of the game. They get the ball back after Dan Campbell inexplicably kicks the field goal right. with two minutes and 25 seconds which, to go. Which made me very happy. By oh, I'm sure it yeah, did. It Got is. the Lions. The, co- the yeah. Covered all numbers for Detroit right. there. Uh, run by Atlanta, timeout Detroit. Run by Atlanta, timeout Detroit. Third down and seven for the, for the uh, Falcons at the 37-yard line. Ryan completes the gauge. Gage fumbles. Detroit recovers. Detroit is able to move it inside the Atlanta 10, where Tim Boyle threw it to absolutely no one, intercepted. Atlanta survives. Right. 20 to 16. The Falcons, amazingly enough, even though they are 32nd in DVOA, 7 and 8 on the season, Chris. Still in the pretty, pre- pretty miraculous. Only a game out yeah. of the postseason. I'll, I'll quickly hit on some Bills stuff and we'll continue it after the break. Buffalo goes to New England. Impressive. They don't punt. 33-21. The Bills beat the Patriots, avenging that loss in the Orchard Park on Monday night in a win. Josh Allen, amazing. 30 of 47, 314 yards, three touchdowns, 64 yards rushing. The big story for me, Isaiah McKenzie, though, in relief of Cole Beasley and Gabriel Davis, both out with COVID. McKenzie, 125 yards receiving, 11 receptions, and a touchdown. What a game for the Georgia product in Buffalo. We'll get to more on them in a second. More fourth down conversions leading to good things this week in the NFL, including with the Bills. We'll get the guests on the Bills and Falcons and more. We continue on in a numbers game here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is a numbers game here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles in for Gil Alexander. Chris Andrews is here, though. 
because it is week 17 in the NFL, and we have to at least guess some lines. Yeah, guess we, a little bit. Well, I said week 17 used to be like the witching hour. So now we got to go to week 18. But for the last two weeks, it's been like constant <laughs> week 17 with all this COVID stuff. Uh, week 18's this year oh. going to be messier than any oh week God. 17 we probably have ever seen, Chris. So uh, I want to go back to Buffalo and New England because that's where we were beforehand. Bills win 33-21. Josh Allen was tremendous. Isaiah McKenzie was tremendous, filling in for Cole Beasley. Stephon Diggs was great as well. Seven for 85 and a touchdown. Chris, I want to say this. The, the, the Bills were three for four on fourth down yesterday. One of them, the one they did not convert was a fourth and two at the three, where Emmanuel Sanders probably should have caught that pass by Josh Allen, which would have led to another score. But the other three fourth down conversions, the opening drive touchdown was on a fourth down island to McKenzie. A fourth and one on a final touchdown drive to put it away. Allen with a run that picked up, easily picked up the first down. That led to the little shovel to Dawson Knox at the end to put the game on ice. Uh, Buffalo, Chris, I, I was saying this to you during the commercial. This was the first game since the Kansas City game in week five where Buffalo looked like the team that we thought they could be at the beginning of the year. Yeah, you know, uh, Ralph Michaels, who's another really good follow on Twitter, I, I, Ralph, I apologize. I can't remember. He has like a weird Twitter, Twitter handle. Uh, anyway, he posted it, and I was looking at it this morning. Buffalo's, well, they got nine wins. I think seven or six are against quarterbacks who either did not start last year or were not slated to start. Guys mm -hmm. like Trevor Simeon, uh, things like that. They were M not, Michael White. Michael White was one of their wins. Uh but yesterday, they really did look like that Buffalo team from last year that, I, you know, listen, I was, uh, I was parlaying them all the way through the playoffs, hoping to get to the Super Bowl. Of course, that didn't happen. But they looked really, really good, uh, came back and avenged that loss against the Patriots from a couple weeks ago. Uh, this looks like a Buffalo team, if they can continue to play this way, will certainly be a definite Super Bowl contender, but they had not shown that through most of the year. Now, Buffalo also, all nine of their wins are by double digits. This was actually their shortest win of the year, 12. Wow. Every other one I was I didn't by, realize that. Every other one was by by 15 or more, actually, uh, this year. And you're right on the quarterbacks. Tungavailoa, Heineke, Mills, Mahomes, Tungavailoa, White, Simeon, Newton, Jones. Yeah. Those not, are the quarterbacks they beat. Yeah, that not a not a great Merger. Of course they did beat Mahomes. You know, they, mm -hmm. so they they've shown uh at times that they can be that great team. They're just wildly inconsistent. Uh but boy, they really looked good yesterday and all the money showed on them. Yes. Which I was surprised that we had so much steam on Buffalo, but uh, we certainly did and the handicappers got it right. That game closed the pick. We closed got, the pick here. Got all yeah. the way down to a pick, and it didn't matter. Buffalo outright 33-21 over New England. Over gets there with ease as well. They're hosting the Falcons. I'll go Buffalo 14-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Well, your number's closer than mine, although here we go with the second time you're going to get uh, diminishing returns. Uh, it's 14 with a lot of juice on the favorite. My numbers came to 16-and-a-half, and I thought that's yeah, it's probably not going to get quite that high. But I am going to open at 14 and a half, which right now will be the high water mark in the market. And I'm going to try to stay uh, above that, above the, the market, as, at least as much as reasonably possible. 
By the way, I have one more thing. I kind of knocked Matt Ryan. I'm not knocked him so much. Said that he's not playing that well in his, it, towards the end of his career. I said he's a he was a borderline Hall of Famer throughout his career. Anyway, I heard from some Atlanta fans, and I checked his QBR for the season. He's 17th in the league, so he's the not league playing average. great ball. He's league a, average. Yeah, he's just he's just a mediocre quarterback, and he, he's had a, a very very good career. Wyatt, what's next? Coming up next on the slate, we've got a battle for. Second or third place in the NFC South. Panthers traveling to New Orleans to face the Saints. Okay, Saints uh, sight unseen right now. Uh, Ian Book gets to start tonight. Oh, uh, no, yeah. we, oh okay. Yeah, we've got a game out of rotation. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the, the Cowboys-Cardinal game yeah. uh, a little bit later okay. in the day on, uh, on Sunday. Uh, Ian Book's going to start for New Orleans. Um, that line went from New Orleans minus three to Miami favored now with no Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon both on the COVID list. Uh, Miami, again, playing for playoff position. So is New Orleans. Horrible timing for this COVID outbreak for the Saints in their quarterback room. They only have 21 guys on the COVID list this week, including multiple defensive starters and multiple starting offensive linemen. So uh, bad go for New Orleans. Currently three-point underdogs against Miami tonight. Carolina, I, I don't even want to spend much time on them. They were a disaster yesterday. Yet again, 32-6, they lose to Tampa Bay. Cam Newton started the game. Sam Darnold came in. Both of them stunk. And Carolina is just a mess. They're 5-9. and nine. They've lost five in a row after going to Arizona and destroying the Cardinals with Colton McCoy. This is a team going the wrong direction. And, Chris, I'll just I'll throw my guess out. I think uh, I'm just concerned about the COVID issues for sure. New Orleans. So I'll go Saints laying four and a half in this one. I'm not saying I like your number better. We're not quite almost there, there yet. We're <laughs> almost there. If if the Injury and COVID situation does not change for the Saints. I have them about a five-point favorite. If they're fully healthy, I'm looking more at like 10, maybe even 11. Uh, let me just tell you, I'm rooting really hard for Ian Book tonight. <laughs> I can tell you that because we did open. We opened New Orleans three. I'm now at Miami three, just like everybody else. We really need this game bad. Um I got to tell you, I'm not going to put this one up because there's just such okay. a disparity in the numbers. Uh, you know, it, like I said, if it's a similar situation, COVID-wise, injury-wise, I, I kind of like five. If it's not, I, I like, you know, 10, maybe even 11. But the number out there is kind of in the middle. I see a seven for guys that have it up. But a lot of guys have it off, and I'm going to leave it off. I just think this is way too volatile, uh, and we just don't know. And like I said, you have – it's not even injury. It's COVID, you know, so, right. you know, that, that really throws a monkey wrench in making any plans. I'm going to leave that off right now. Right now. I look and, and those guys, Ted, Ted, Simeon Hill went on the list on Thursday. Yeah. I, I think they'll want to, at least one of them. I will would be expect, back, I, think. I would expect one of them to play the only, I'm not an epidemiologist. <laughs> I, I'm a bookmaker. I don't know. The one thing I will say, Chris, though, if Ian book looks okay tonight, he might be better than Trevor Simeon at this point. So, oh, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, uh, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll see how that one goes tonight. Uh, Saints in Carolina on uh, Sunday. Of course, Saints three point underdog tonight hosting Miami. Wyatt, uh, one more here. Uh, this involves Jeff's favorite team over the past weekend. Eagles traveling on the road <laughs> to face the Washington football team if they have any team left after last night. Well, uh, we'll start with the Eagles, who we touched on a little bit. They were tied at three at halftime in this game with the Giants. I actually <laughs> thought we had a prayer in that one. <laughs> Which was, I, I, again, watching that game, it was like, oh, no, the, the Jalen Hurts is doing what he did against the Giants a few weeks ago and now lost at the Meadowlands again. 
the Eagles can't lose this game in the game they really needed to have. It didn't matter. They destroy the Giants in the second half, win the game 34 to 10, outscore the Giants in the second half 31 to 7. Jalen Hurts much better in the second half. He ends the game 17 to 29, 199 yards, two touchdowns, but only seven rushing yards in this game. So he wasn't able to do a lot, lot with his legs. Uh, Devontae Smith with an incredible touchdown catch mi mixed in as well. The Eagles defense held the Giants to a illustrious two and a half yards of play. Great offense from the Giants, as we discussed earlier, Chris. Three straight wins for the Eagles after losing to the Giants mm -hmm. three we three games ago, and the Eagles controlled their own playoff destiny with a New Orleans loss tonight. Philly wins out with one St. Lawrence. The Eagles are going to be in the playoffs. Uh, then they get Washington for the second time in three weeks. Washington, embarrassed on Sunday night, 56-14. to Dallas beats the uh, Washington football team last night. And, Chris, I don't even think the game was as close as the final score was. <laughs> I mean, that even was really it was over a... at the end of the first quarter. Oh, I mean, not even the end of the first quarter, halfway through the first quarter. The most noteworthy thing in this game for the uh, Washington football team, uh, Jonathan Allen and Duran Payne basically came to blows on the sideline. Yeah, that was, that was basically the, the biggest thing from this game. That's the most interesting thing yeah. on the Washington <laughs> side for sure. Yeah, Heineke was seven to twenty-two for one hundred and twenty-one yards, two uh, touchdown, two interceptions. He was benched for Kyle Allen. Washington has lost three in a row. They are now two games out of the playoffs as their playoff chances that looked alive for a little bit seemingly are all done now. They'll get their second crack. At Philadelphia, I'll save my guess for the other side, Chris, but okay. just quickly here on Washington last night, that was as bad of an effort as you could, as you, we've seen from anyone in the league this year. Well, I had a lot of Steeler fans tell me how horrible the Steelers <laughs> look. <laughs> you guys watched Washington so far this game. So, you know, that was really an abysmal performance. Disaster. We'll get to the Dallas side of stuff later because sure. there's a lot of good things to say about Dallas later on the guest for Washington and Philadelphia coming next on a numbers game here on VSIN. at bed three, six, five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets. When you bet just $5, whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at bet. Three, six, five, 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone, you know, has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is a numbers game here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles, Chris Andrews alongside. I will say, 
if there's one game where you need a touchdown, tonight is one where you might be sweating a little more than you need to. <laughs> that is possible. <laughs> it is possible tonight with uh, New Orleans' defense and, uh, quite frankly, New Orleans' offense tonight. Uh, before we went to break last segment, uh, Washington and the Eagles. Eagles on the road. I didn't make my guess. Philadelphia, I'm going to go laying three and a half in Washington. Well, not everybody has it up. I don't know what some of these guys, you know, they're in the islands. Huh. I mean, they're three hours ahead of us or more than that. Time to wake up, fellas. I mean, it's 746 here. It's 1046 <laughs> or 1146 for here. Anyway, I only see a few numbers up. Uh, circa uh, here in town. The only one I see up uh, here in town, four and a half. Otherwise, I see three with juice on the favorite and some three and a half. Tell you, my numbers come to five and a half. I think this Washington football team, uh, you know, I don't think they've quit. I really don't. I don't think Ron Rivera would let them do that. But they have so many injuries, not and not all COVID-related. I mean, legit injuries. My numbers come to five and a half. Uh, so I'm going to be at the top of the market here. I am going to open five. Top of the market. If you want Washington, come on down. Don't trample anyone. Yeah, I was going to say, what a way to die, getting trampled <laughs> by guys uh, trying to bet Washington plus five. Wyatt, uh, we, have a, we have a really good one, an actual really good one yeah. next. Yeah, this might be a uh, future playoff matchup here. The Kansas City Chiefs go on the road to face the Cincinnati Bengals. So, yeah, it sure is. Kansas City routes Pittsburgh in a game that uh, the final score was not indicative of how not close it was. 36 to 10, Kansas City wins. No Travis Kelsey, no problem. So you brought the salt to pour in the wound. Yeah, I'm but sorry. We'll get to Pittsburgh. Oh, we'll later, get to Pittsburgh later. That was that was one of those. We already mentioned the Washington Dallas game where it was over quick. Okay. Well, we were only the second worst performance. Yeah, of the, the, day. the second worst performance of the day. Look, uh, not much to say about this one. Kansas City dominated from the get go. Mahomes was good. 30, uh, 23 of 30, 258 yards, three touchdowns, no turnovers. Tyreek Hill came back off the COVID list, only had two receptions for 19 yards. But in the end, it was, uh, it was a team effort for KC. Nine different Chiefs with receptions. The Chiefs forced three turnovers for Pittsburgh. Roethlisberger looked horrendous. Uh, the Chiefs win the AFC West yet again. That's six straight division championships for Andy Reid and company in KC. And they're still the number one seed in the AFC. They win their last two. They're the best rating team, period. Highest rated team. Entire NFL now. Entire NFL. It would be through Arrowhead again and for a year where Kansas City did not look like themselves for the no, longest of times. They, they did not. 13 and 4 is probably where they're going to end up in the, or possibly where they're going to end up because this game could be a tough one in Cincinnati for them. But on the Bengals side yesterday, Chris, Bengals route Baltimore. They sweep the Ravens. 41 21, the final. The Bengals beat Baltimore, sweep the Ravens on the season take firm control of the AFC North. The story was Joe Burrow, who threw for 525 yards in this game. And, and wanted more. And wanted, I think that's a perfect way to put that. Yeah. Cincinnati covers all numbers. This closed seven and a half because Josh Johnson had to start the game for yeah. Baltimore. Lamar's ankle still not ready. Tyler Huntley on the COVID list on Saturday. I, I thought Josh Johnson was admirable in the end. We'll get to Baltimore later. But I, I just want to go through Burrow here for a second. 37 of 46, 525 yards passing, four touchdowns. If the Bengals win the division, it'll be their first division title since 2015. Hello, A.J. McCarron. Yet again there, Chris. Uh, Burrow has thrown, thrown in the two games against Baltimore this year for 941 yards. That is a new NFL record for 
most yardage against the team in a single season. He's the first quarterback to ever throw for over 900 yards in two games against the same opponent in the same season. T. Higgins, 12 catches for 194 yards, two touchdowns. Chase at seven for 195, or excuse me, 125, I should say. Mixed in a touchdown on the ground and receiving. Cincinnati was up 31-14. The controversy, as you said at the end, Cincinnati had a third and fourth, their own 42-yard line. In order to get Burrow over 500 yards, they throw deep to Joe Mixon for 52 yards. Harbaugh was unhappy after the game, but Harbaugh did the same thing earlier in the year to Denver when he tried to continue that rushing record right, against right. the Broncos. So can't have it two ways on that one uh, as well. Also, Cincinnati scored over 40 points in both games against Baltimore. That is the first time ever an opponent has put 40-plus on Baltimore in two times in the same season. Chris, I, I think Cincinnati's legit. I think they're a legitimate contender. They're probably one year away from getting through the AFC playoffs. But they're going to have a home playoff game if they win the division. They can beat anyone in their own building. This is in Cincinnati. I think Casey's a, a field goal favorite on the road here, Chris. I don't like your number better. Uh oh, not yet. No. <laughs> uh, I see. I do see a low of three and a half. I'm okay. not sure how legit that number is. Otherwise, I see the number four and a half and five. Okay. Uh, my numbers came to exactly four and a half. So that's when I'm going to open it. Um, you know. We were looking last night. There's some really good young quarterbacks right now in this league. I think Mahomes kind of separated himself from from the rest. But otherwise, you look at Burrow, Allen, uh, Herbert, Jackson, even put Baker in there. I'm not sure he belongs in that category. But is Burrow the best of the rest of all those? I'm not saying he is. I think think I'd still have Justin Herbert. But Burrow got to be right there. The two guys from the 2010 draft. Burrow and Herbert, yeah. poor Tua, who yeah. is just yeah, about for, league. Tua didn't it, even it, make my list. Tua, Tua is about league average, but because of how good Burrow and Herbert have been, yeah, is that, that's part of the reason I think we look at Tua as these this bad quarterback when he's about league average. Yeah, he's okay. But but Burrow, look, for Burrow to come back from a significant knee injury sure. last year, we forget about that. A an offensive line that still isn't particularly great. And I hate to say, I think a, a head coach that isn't so great either. He's he's gotten better, but I think he's gotten better because his quarterback is elite. I, I would agree with that. And his weapons are, look, his weapons are really good. There's no arguing that. But guess what? Still got to execute. And he's been great. And this was a team that I thought, all right, to get the 6-7 wins this year, that's a that's a good job. I think we had six and a half yeah, for our season Yeah, win get, get the 6-7 wins, fine by me. That's, that's good. Take the big leap in 2022. They're taking a nice solid leap here in 2021. Heck, they should win the division at this point. Even if they go one and one, they're going to win the division the rest of the way because of the tiebreakers. So, by the way, I think preseason, I did say look for them to maybe be a surprise team. And we'll, 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 we'll find that somewhere. audio. We'll find the uh, find audio that. there, Chris. But look, uh, they're good. And again, I, I'm going to probably, I would imagine that number probably gets to five, five and a half. Um, based off of that, maybe? Well, I don't know. I think four and a half. I, I do see I a like, five out there, but I think four and a half is a very good number. I, this is going to be a hell of a game. I would take I would take Cincinnati at four and a half on that one, especially uh, with me uh, thinking it should have been three on that one. Why? Let's fit in one more here. Are you sure you want to fit this next one? Yeah, in? we, we got to get it in here. <laughs> Since Jacksonville Jaguars travel on the road to face the New England Patriots. Actually, I might need more than two minutes to get through the ending sequence by Jacksonville yeah. in this one. Uh, Jacksonville loses to the Jets, as we mentioned before, 26-21. They now have a firm grasp on the number one overall pick for the second consecutive year. Right, look, uh, a very peculiar coach game by Daryl Bevel, to put it politely. Okay. 
Um, Jacksonville on their opening drive went three and out, but faked the punt, picked up the first down, ended up uh, driving down the field and kicking a 20-yard field goal. Okay. Jacksonville after the first touchdown, 9-6. Jets jump offside on the PAT. Bevel goes, let's go for two. They missed the two. They were chasing those points the rest of the game. The last drive, though, Chris, Jacksonville gets it back down by five. They drive all the way down the field, get first and goal at the five, as we mentioned before. Trevor Lawrence throws an incomplete pass with 29 seconds. Okay, no problem. Second down, they throw a pass to Marvin Jones for a gain of four to the one. The pass is completed with roughly 22 seconds left. Jacksonville, instead of running a play, inexplicably runs to the line and spikes the ball with 13 seconds left. Yeah. Inexplicable. Next play, fourth and goal at the one. They line up with an illegal formation. Lawrence throws incomplete. Jacksonville loses. And, uh, again, what a what a total mess that hole was for Jacksonville. More bad news for Jacksonville. James Robinson uh, with a torn Achilles in this game as well. Lawrence was better. 26 of 39, 280 yards, a fumble loss. But the biggest thing for Jacksonville, they control their own destiny for the number one pick. <laughs> They're at New England. New England, of course, lost to Buffalo, 33 to 21. We'll get more of them on the flip side. But the big story in this one, New England's defense struggled. The most they have pretty much since that Dallas game. 428 yards of offense for Buffalo. And one quick note that I have to give you here, Chris. Bill Belichick's game yesterday was the 392nd game he has coached as New England head coach. It was the first time an opponent didn't punt in the game. Wow. Okay. Interesting note. Yeah. So Buffalo wow. did whatever they wanted offensively. We'll get the guests for the Patriots and the Jaguars next here on Guessing Lines on a numbers game on VSIN. Bet MGM. Bet MGM. Bet MGM. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. It is a numbers game here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles in for Gil Alexander today. Happy to be with you on a Monday. Week 17 in the National Football League. It is a guessing lines Monday. Chris Andrews is here. Chris, uh, we 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 will go back to New England real quick. New England playing Jacksonville in Week 17. Of course, yesterday lost to the Bills, 33 to 21. The Bills really took it to New England's defense yesterday. Yeah, they sure did. And uh, the first time that an opponent has not punted in the 392 games that Belichick has been the head coach for the Patriots. Mac Jones, I didn't think Mac Jones played that poorly, but I don't think he played well either. I thought he was pedestrian yesterday. Yeah, 31.4 was his uh, QBR. Um, he was up against it, though. I think he had the, you know, they 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 went behind early. And the, the, he's, he's, at this point in his career, he's not going to win you a bunch of games against a quality opponent like Buffalo. He needs to keep you in the game and l- let the defense and the running game do their thing. And he, he was kind of forced to try to do that yesterday, and he's just not up to that yet. Damian Harris, 18 carries, 103 yards, three touchdowns. New England in this game, and not... More of a theme of good days on fourth down for a bunch of these teams. New England was five of six on fourth down. Wow. So they were pretty efficient on fourth down, but in the end did not matter. New England falls out of first place. Of course, Buffalo took it over with the win. New England now the sixth seed in the AFC. All right, Patriots hosting Jacksonville. We'll go go to full two touchdowns. Patriots laying 14. Well, you're way late. Another diminishing returns game, though. Boy, that's really getting filled in quite a bit. Uh, 
my numbers come to 20. Oh, boy. Now, I knew, <laughs> I knew that was too high. You know, it's almost impossible to post a 20, especially in a potential bad weather situation. But I thought it'd be 17 anyway. It's 15 and a half. Okay. That's, that's the market. So you're not, you're not way low, but you're way lower than my 20, I can tell you that. Uh, I'm going to use 16. Right now, 16 would be the absolute top of the market. I don't see any 16s out there, but I am going to open 16. And that way, listen, if somebody bets me, lays me the 16, a sharp guy, I can go right to 17. I don't have to worry about 16 and a half or anything like that. And if they take it, you know, God bless, I can go to 15 and a half. Look, if you want to, even though I'm two points off, I'm not going to bet the Jaguars. Who, who's There's going? No way. Another guy that's not going to get trampled uh, <laughs> heading to the window to take the 16. Yeah, look, I, I, I was, I just, for whatever reason, it just, it's hard for me to see New England laying that many points against anyone. But yet, I'm not, I'm not going to the window betting Jacksonville. No chance whatsoever. Especially to Belichick against a rookie quarterback with a terrible team. This could very easily be 31-3. In, in this one, so. I think so, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, hey, look, that will, that will be one that will be on the side screen and, and on you know, Sunday. Team, you know, Buffalo, I mean, uh, New England coming off a horrible loss like mm-hmm. that. and you know, Too straight. Yeah, that's right, too straight. You know, and uh, Bill Belichick worried about his New Year's resolutions. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that, that was straight out of SNL. Yeah. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. <laughs> Oh man! So I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely be high here. I think this is uh, this is a, a potential game that could, and we've seen a lot of blowouts. I mean, just look yesterday. There's a lot of blowouts. I think well, this could be certainly in the realm of blowout potential. Yeah, I would I would say so. Wyatt, what do we have next? Uh, we've got one of the hottest teams in the NFL, the Miami Dolphins, traveling on the road to face Gill's favorite team, the uh, Tennessee Titans. Miami, sight unseen, winners of six in a row. They get New Orleans tonight. Miami uh, went from a three-point underdog to a three-point favorite in this one because of the COVID issues for the New Orleans Saints. No Taysom Hill, no Trevor Simeon. So Ian Book's going to make his first NFL appearance starting for New Orleans. Uh, Tennessee won on Thursday, 20-17. to 17. They came from 10-0 down at halftime to beat San Francisco, taking advantage of two Jimmy Garoppolo interceptions. Uh, they uh, need one more win to clinch the AFC South. Either that or a Colts loss gets it done for Indianapolis. Tannehill, 22 of 29, 209 in the touchdown. A.J. Brown, welcome back. 11 catches, 145 yards in a touchdown. Randy Bullock with the game-winning field goal to give Tennessee the 22-17 win. Not much else to add on this one. Uh, we'll go right into the guest. Titans laying three here, Chris. Uh, again, you're a little light. It's three and a half. My numbers come to four. All right, I'm not going to dicker with the number. There you go for another bingo. There's a bingo spot. card. Uh, I'm not going to dicker with the number. Miami is playing well. You know, listen, they, they're supposed to win tonight. Um, I hope they don't, but they're supposed to. So I'm going to open three and a half. I'm going to go along with the market. I have no real beef with that. Chris, if Miami wins tonight, they would be the seventh seed in the AFC. This team was one and seven. What a coaching job by Brian Flores yet again. You know, we've been saying it for a couple of years. This guy is a really good coach. They were one and seven. I thought, well, okay, maybe Flores ain't so hot, and Tua maybe is a bust, and et cetera, et cetera. But they've come back, and now they've beaten a lot of teams that they're supposed to beat. But you know, that's that's the way this league works. You got to beat those teams. You got to hold serve when you have that chance, and they've done that. And uh, I think Flores deserves an awful lot of credit, first of all, for just keeping the, the team, you know, in the right state of mind. With the weight of New England's falling off, Flores, I think if Miami makes the playoffs, Miami wins out, they're getting in the way that it breaks down. 
he has a legitimate shot to win coach of the year, which is pretty crazy to think about with with how it looked like this thing was definitely going to Belichick. Sure. Of course, LaFleur is in the race. Uh, Mike McCarthy is technically in the race, even though I wouldn't give it to him. But what a job by Flores. Again, Dolphins three-point favorites tonight. Chris, uh, you're going three-and-a-half on this one I'm with the Titans. Half, yeah. okay. And that's just the market right there. Okay. All right, Wyatt, what do we have next? Uh, coming up next, we've got teams coming off disappointing losses last week. Uh, the Broncos going on the road to face the Los Angeles Chargers. I think this, that's an insult to the word disappointing on the Chargers end there. Uh, we'll start with Denver because I want, I want to get to the Chargers in full here. Uh, Denver uh, loses to the Raiders 17-13, a game you and I already talked about a little bit, Chris. Denver was dominated in the box score in this game. Absolutely dominated in the box score. They only ran 40 plays on offense. Their only touchdown came on a one-yard drive off of a Bradley Chubb interception. That was returned to the one-yard line. Williams punched it in from there. Uh, the, the Broncos only ran 40 plays on offense, and uh, Brandon McManus got in a screaming match with Vic Vangio on the sideline after missing a 55-yard field goal. Uh, Denver only got one more possession after that, and look, the Broncos, a team that I, I thought was pretty average most of the year and heading towards pretty much average to, towards the end, uh, seven and eight on the year, and will need a whole lot of help if they're going to even stay alive. They're more than likely done in the playoff race, Drew Locke, no turnovers, 15 of 22 for 153 yards and no turnovers. Denver, uh, Chris had a hearty 18 yards rushing on 16 carries, giving yourself no chance in that one with those numbers. That, that offense has just turned so horrible, and I just brought it up here. Here's our last couple games. Okay, 13 against the Raiders, courtesy of a one-yard drive, uh, 10 against the Bengals. They did have 38 against the Lions. Nine against the Chiefs, and go back a game before that, 13 against the Eagles. Now here's the one game, 28 against the Chargers. <laughs> so now we get, we're going to start talking about that Charger defense. Pretty bad. Well, it, it, remember, Denver beat the Chargers they beat the first go-around, yeah. and that was Herbert's worst game of the year. Yeah. And, and look, uh, for the Chargers, <laughs> yesterday in a game where Houston didn't have 16 starters, because of COVID, didn't have their best offensive player in Brandon Cooks, had Rex Burkhead as their number one offensive weapon, and it didn't matter. The Chargers go to Houston and lose, yeah. 41-29. Houston wins outright. A whole bunch of Chargers team yesterday morning didn't matter. 13-point underdogs win outright, the Texans do. And for the Chargers, even without Mike Williams, even without Derwin James, even without Bosa, even without Eckler, it doesn't matter. You can't lose this game under any circumstance. And the Chargers, thanks to multiple turnovers from Herbert, they made Davis Mills look quite good yesterday. Absolutely. I didn't even put him <laughs> on my list. But... Yeah, Davis Mills was yeah. good. Houston punted twice yesterday. I'm looking here. They got they gave up 26 first downs. The 26. Houston. 437 yards of offense for the Houston Texans against the Chargers yesterday. And now the Chargers, who controlled their own destiny to get in the playoffs, they need Miami to lose once and get some help along the way as well to get in the playoffs. Herbert, uh, 27-35, to 35, 336 yards, a touchdown, two picks, including the pick six that put the game on ice. Justin Jackson, 11 carries, 64 yards, two touchdowns, but a critical fumble that led to Houston points in the second half. The Chargers, again, they can if they win out and Miami and Baltimore both lose once, they'll still get in, but... 
you lose a ton of confidence here with what the Chargers are moving forward because of what has happened to them this past week. Forget the Kansas City game, Chris. This is the most damning thing for them, period, this year. Period. Well, here I'm looking at their – here's their last couple games. So they gave up 41 yesterday to, to Texas. Houston. Uh, to Houston. Houston. Uh, they gave up 34 to the Chiefs. Okay. They gave up 21 in one of their best performances. That was the Giants. <laughs> 22 21 of the, the Giants is equivalent yeah. to 70, basically. Yeah, this 22 rate. against the Bengals. Okay, that was a good performance. 28 before that to the Broncos. Uh, 37 to the Steelers. 27 to the Vikings. I mean, their defense, defense is, is horrible. just abysmal, horrible. abysmal. Horrible. And we talked before the show, are we sure Staley's a good coach? Well, look, I, it's... I don't know. It, I still lean to yes. I, I, because the, I would say the same Because the, yeah. the culture change is definitely there. But, look, they, they, they're... They, this team should be easily in the playoffs, and they're going to need some help going down the road. Yeah. Chris, I'll, get, I'll sneak my guess in quickly here. Uh, Chargers laying four and a half. I have a feeling I'm going to be light here. I like your number better. Here there we, we go. go. We did it. We finally got one. It's pretty much six. I see a five and a half out there. My numbers come to five. Okay. Um, just like I, I, I talked to Gil a little bit, doing some forensic handicapping with what some of the defense seems to mean a little bit more to the wise guys than offense. And uh, if that's the case, Denver still has, an, you know, an okay defense. Chargers most definitely do not. Do not. No, I look, uh, it took me until uh, the fifth segment of the show, but I finally got it out of you, Chris. You finally got one. Finally got one. Uh, Chargers uh, and the Broncos, that is a... By the way, I'm going to open five and a half. Five and a half. Chris is going to open on the Chargers. We get to talk more about the Texans on the other side. That's next on a numbers game here on VEASAN. It is a numbers game here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles in for Gil Alexander today. Chris Andrews, the show must go on. Still He's here. here. Yeah, I'm He's here. here. We're, we're guessing some lines. It took me till the fifth segment to finally get <laughs> I like your number better. An hour and 12 minutes, but we got there. <laughs> but, uh, hey, we, we, we made it. I can officially get the shirt for myself now. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, there we go. Uh, I think so, my wife has that shirt, too. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great shirt. The VSIN store. Go get it today for your, uh, if you didn't get it for your Christmas holiday. Which, by the way, I, how rude of me. You have a good Christmas. Your Christmas good this year, Chris? I, it, it was. It, <laughs> I'm going to say yes. It was good. There's always some drama, but it was. Good. <laughs> yeah. We'll save that for off the air. Yeah, Chris. yeah. Let's not get into that here. So, uh, Wyatt, uh, we we, the, uh, we have uh, another doozy of a game next, don't we? Yeah, but you know this is a little bit interesting after uh, last week's big win. The Texans traveling on the road to face the San Francisco 49ers. In something I did not anticipate doing today, as of yesterday morning, Davis Mills deserves a lot of credit because this is two straight weeks now where Davis Mills has looked like an NFL quarterback. Now, it's against the Jaguars and the Chargers' horrible defense, but still, this is a, a big step forward for Davis Mills in a 41-29 win for the Houston Texans. Uh, Mills, 21-27, 254 yards, two touchdowns, and most importantly, no turnovers. Back-to-back wins for the Texans to blow up their draft position. Maybe Coley is in the coach of the year race. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I'm but, not going that far. But, but the, uh, but the uh, oh, also, by the way, that's a uh, season win total over, isn't it, for Houston? Oh, yeah. Would they hit? Weren't yeah. they three and a half, right? I have to look. We'll have to double I check. Have to I know look. there's some three and a half out there. Uh, but Houston, if you had three and a half, you got over, amazingly enough, on this Texan team. Uh, Rex Burkhead. Yes, that Rex Burkhead. 22 carries, 149 yards, two touchdowns. Chris Conley, 
a 41-yard touchdown reception, and that uh, Tavery Thomas, a pick six of Herbert. The Texans now go from number one to number three in draft selection order. Uh, and look, the Texans, uh, amazingly enough, as we said last week, Chris, over 500 in the division, and that will win against a, two playoff teams, potentially, in the Titans and the Chargers this year. Speaking of the Titans, they beat the 49ers, who are the opponent here for the Texans. Niners lose 20-17, to 17, uh, 17 against the Titans. Niners still in pretty good shape to make the postseason. They need one win. They'll get themselves in. Um, that was not a good loss, though, on Thursday. Ah, that, you know, listen, are we sure Shanahan's a great coach, a good coach? I know we talked about this a little bit on the break. I'm just not 100% sure that he is. I think the big issue for Shanahan is he gets too cute. I think he tried. I think he's. I think because going into this game, Garoppolo had been on a great run the previous four weeks. Of course, Jimmy G in this one, uh, Garoppolo threw two interceptions, uh, including one that set up a Boy, Tennessee Twitter touchdown. Twitter just hates him, and I'm now, not sure that's appropriate. He's league average. Yeah. Heck, if he if he makes one good throw in the Super Bowl to Emmanuel Sanders, the 49ers win the Super yeah. Bowl two years ago. But look, Chris, for, for me on this with the 49ers, they're so talented where if they had someone who was slightly better than Garoppolo, you could really look at them being a legitimate Super Bowl contender this year. They're a legit playoff team. Maybe they win a game on the road against the right opponent in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. But they're not winning three road playoff games with this team. Yeah, two weeks ago, it was, this is the team you don't want to face in the playoffs. Really? You sure about that? I don't know. I mean, you have to play somebody good. Is that's. They're not at the top of the list in the NFC, I can tell you that. San Francisco right now still the sixth seed in the NFC. Uh, of course, uh, they'll have to hold off New Orleans, Philadelphia. New Orleans, of course, tonight. No quarterbacks uh, except for Ian Book, as we've talked about earlier. So the Niners still in really good shape to make the postseason. Uh, Niners hosting Texans. I'll go another one that's two touchdowns. We'll go San Francisco lane 14. That's what my number came to. And I was a little light, the same as you, but not much. I see it 15 primarily, anywhere from 14 and a half to 15 and a half. Um, you know, I'm going to open this one 14 and a half, so I'm going to be a little bit under the market on this one. I, like I said, I just I don't have a tremendous amount of confidence in the 49ers and Shanahan. Uh, you know, Jimmy G, I think, does get overly criticized. I, I, he's number 11 right now in the league in QBR. Davis Mills suddenly. You know, not bad. He could keep a guy in the game. And I think he's a Bay Area kid, too. I know he went to Stanford. Uh, I'm not sure how much that means. But anyway, I, I kind of like the lower number. Like I said, I see it as high as 15 and a half. I'm going to open 14 and a half, which I do see out there. Uh, but that's where I'm going to be on this one. It's a lot of points to lay with Jimmy Garoppolo against anyone. I think it's an awful lot. Yeah, a team that you know, went over their win total. Maybe they're a little <laughs> better than we expected. Yeah. Again, I know we talked about the Chargers in the last segment, and, and credit to Houston. Credit to the Texans for winning that game. They put you, up 41 you, points, The Jeff. way the Chargers lost that game to Houston, you cannot lose that game. If you lose the game on a fluky, low-scoring game like Tennessee did where there were a ton of turnovers, fine. Mm -hmm. you, had all, you had all the all the COVID issues, okay. Still bad, but not as bad as the way that it was where they made Davis Mills again. I'll credit Davis Mills, who looked totally in over his head for most of this year. Back-to-back -back weeks. Totally competent. I totally agreed with the move, I think, last week on the show. Mm -hmm. I said my numbers came to the Chargers 15-and-a-half over Houston. We wound up over at 11. We closed 13, which seemed to be 
that was like the high water mark yep. there. We we got some resistance to use somebody else's word. We got a little resistance at plus thirteen. Uh, but I, I agreed with the move. I thought they were going to blast this team, and I thought, well, this is just one more loser for us. Wound up being one of our best games of the day. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible stuff from the Texans and the Chargers yesterday. All right, Wyatt, this is a good one now next. It would have been a good one about three weeks ago, but this is probably the coldest team in the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals, traveling on the road to face a very red-hot Dallas Cowboys team. Okay, so this game was moved from 1 o'clock to 425. So it's going to be a little bit higher under your Nevada rotation numbers uh, than you would expect. Uh, let's start with Dallas. We'll go from good to bad here. Mm. Dallas wins last night against Washington 56-14. to 14. As I said earlier, the final score is not indicative of how big of a blowout it was, despite it being a 42-point margin. That's how dominant Dallas was. Uh, they scored 42 points in the first half of 42-7. to seven. Uh, Dak Prescott. Chris, this is the moment we have been waiting for for Dak. He finally looked 100% again. Health-wise. Health-wise, yep. 28 to 39, 330 yards, four passing touchdowns. Most importantly, though, for me, was able to use his legs again. Mm -hmm. He had been unable to use his legs the last few weeks. He had 21 rushing yards. I know that doesn't really catch your attention, but he was able to move in the pocket like he was in the beginning of the year when Dallas's offense was as good as anyone's and maybe even the best in all football. Ezekiel Elliott with two touchdowns. Demarcus Lawrence had one of the best pick sixes you're ever going to see from a defensive lineman. Heck, maybe even any defensive player on Heineke. Uh, Cooper at seven seven receptions for 85 and a touchdown. A block punt for a touchdown. Um, really just a total beatdown in a 56-14 win over the Washington football team. Dallas, Chris, the number two seed right now in the NFC. I, I, you know, I, we're talking a lot about the offense, and I think it, that's rightfully so. Defense have been really good, too. But between Diggs and Parsons, I, I mean, you have to throw T.J. Watt in there, but those two might be one-two for Defensive Player of the Year. So Diggs had another interception last yeah. night, number 11. Yeah, first play of the game, they're going after Diggs. I mean, you, know, <laughs> you don't have Danny Marino back there. You got Tyler oh, Heineke. Oh, come on. Don't go after Heineke like that. Oh, Heineke, who uh, was benched later in the game. Uh, also, too, like you said, Parsons uh, going to end up with the most sacks by a rookie since Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. He's going to. Uh, so uh, the Cowboys 56-14. Arizona, as you see on your screen, has gone from one seed to five seed in three weeks. They lose again, 22 to 16. The Cardinals are now in second place in the NFC West, a game behind the Rams. Boy, you could have had some bloated Rams mm. NFC West tickets if you wanted to for sure. the last six weeks. Uh, Kyler Murray uh, was okay, 27 of 43, 245 yards, a touchdown. He had that electrifying 57-yard run in the first half that set up a touchdown. But other than that, I really – Oh, just okay from Arizona. And the box score looks like it was even, but too many penalties, 11 for 85. A Kingsbury idiotic challenge mixed mixed in there. Three missed kicks by Mac Prater, which yeah. they were putting on Colt McCoy and the backup punter who had to replace Andy Lee, who was in COVID protocols, who was the regular holder. Prater missed three kicks. Uh, Chris, uh, the Cardinals are a lead balloon right now. They really are. Total lead balloon for Arizona, who looked like legit Super Bowl contender, and now the five seed in the NFC. Your number? Dallas, four and a half. Okay, this is another one. I kind of like your number better, so here we go. But, you know, if you could look at that box score again. Now, by the way, my numbers, my numbers came to the Cowboys three. 
I actually like the market price a lot better. The market price right now is, I see a low of four and a half and a high of five and a half. I really, I think I like the five and a half better, so I'm going past my own number. Uh, but if you look at that box score, without the missed kicks and the penalties, that that was a fairly close box score. It was, it was a pretty even box score between Arizona and Dallas. I have one more thought on this game. We'll get it next here on a numbers game. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is a numbers game here on Visa. I'm Jeff Parles in for Gil Alexander today. Chris Andrews. Kind enough to join me the whole show. Four guessing lines, week 17. Not the final. It is the, the penultimate one, not the final one now. Penultimate? So, You're showing off that Missouri I, education. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm stunned I, I'm stunned <laughs> I pronounced it right. That That's <laughs> the biggest thing there. But, uh, Chris, uh, we, we weren't done, though, with the Dallas and Arizona game that that is coming up here because – I, I'll let you go first because they, that Arizona indie game. If you look just if you're squarely on the box score, right? Coin flip, coin flip game. Well, I just wanted to talk about that because I think Arizona. I I like the move on Arizona. I thought that was the right side when you and I talked about it briefly when the when the Colts game uh, came up on this show. But Colts missing all those linemen. Uh, I thought they were going to have a lot of trouble against the Cardinals. So I did agree with the move. We went from essentially two to three and a half at the end. But if you look at that box score, you eliminate the missed kicks and the penalties. It was a very even game. Now, I don't like the Cardinals coach. I don't like Kingsbury. I've said that from the beginning. But you can't blame missed kicks on him. But you maybe could blame some of that penalty situation on him. And the other thing, I've been against Kyler Murray. I just I, I don't see him working long-term in the NFL. I just think he's too little. I've heard a lot of grief from a lot of people. And I'm sticking to my guns. I thought that uh, the Colts, the way they rushed him, um, he did have the one big run, but the way they rushed him, I think, really reduced his effectiveness, and I think we're going to see that throughout the playoffs. One key sequence in that game that I also need to mention, because there were some weird fourth down decisions from Kingsbury in this game, very inconsistent. One of the fourth downs he went to went for was a fourth and five at the 33. 
It looked originally like Murray completed a pass to Ertz for a first down. Mm -hmm. Colts challenge got it overturned into an incomplete pass. Colts were able to flip the field, and that resulted in the safety in that game. Right. So that was another big sequence as well in that one. And that was another ridiculous play, I think, by Murray. Yeah, I forgot to throw in the fact that they had a safety, too. Yeah. So, you know, there are some big, big misses by the Cardinals, both penalty-wise, kick-wise, and safety-wise. For Dallas, real quick, Chris, if they did not have Mike McCarthy as their coach, they would be the team I'd be betting right now. I could see that. Because that, that offense – because the. I didn't. You gave credit to the defense improperly. So that yeah. defense under Dan Quinn has turned basically. Dan Quinn was oh, he's never getting a head coaching job again. To right. oh, he's probably getting a job again this offseason. Yeah. That's how good that Dallas defense has been. And look, if that offense and I know it was Washington and I know it was a team that barely had any of their starters and all that, but if Dak is able to have the mobility like he had yesterday, look out. Yeah, it, look out. It was the the quickness in his feet that we're missing for the last couple of weeks, but that looked. It looked like it was back yesterday. 100% in the, again, it's the McCarthy tax. That, that's that's <laughs> the problem for that one. All right, Wyatt, uh, this one I think we can get done pretty quickly. Yeah, kind of surprising here. Uh, Lions at the Seahawks. Who would have thought the Seahawks might have the same amount of wins as the Lions this year? <laughs> uh, well, we'll take care of Seattle first, and then i got to get into Dan Campbell uh, uh, r- randomness uh, here, Chris. Seattle loses to Chicago 25-24. Seahawks blow a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. They are officially eliminated from postseason contention, even though it was a long shot for them to make it anyway. Just the second time in the Russell era, will, uh, the Russell Wilson era, they will miss the postseason. That team could look very unrecognizable for week one of 2022. That's all I'll say on that one. Yeah, I, I think you're 100% right, and we can start with a quarterback right there. Yeah, I I don't know where I don't know where he's going to end up, but I I feel pretty confident that uh, that this is going to look very different for him in Seattle next year. Wilson, sixteen to twenty seven hundred eighty one yards, two touchdowns. Rashad Penny had a big game on the ground, seventeen of one thirty five and a touchdown. Jared Everett, DK Metcalf, each with a touchdown. Remember, Seattle's picking in the top ten, but they don't have the pick because of the Jamal Adams trade. Oh. So the Jets will have their selection in the upcoming draft. The Lions lose to the Falcons. We discussed it earlier. The Falcons, look, the Falcons were really outplayed in this game by the Lions. The Lions outplayed them with Tim Boyle playing quarterback. But in the end, the Lions had four drives that result that were over seven and a half minutes long, including two 10-plus minute drives. Three of them result in field goals. One of them result in a touchdown, including the next to last drive of the game, Chris. 17 play, 66 yard, <laughs> 10 and a half minute marathon where they had third and two at the Atlanta five. They run with Cam Reynolds. They lose two yards to push it back to the seven yard line, fourth and four. Dan Campbell elects to kick the field goal. He had all three of his timeouts. He had the two minute warning, but he elects to kick the field goal to make it 20 to 16. Good for you, I would oh, imagine, really because it got us, Detroit yeah. within every single number this week. But in the end, even though they got the ball back after the Russell Gage fumble and had a chance all the way down to the nine-yard line at a first and goal, where Tim Boyle threw it to no one for an interception. Uh, but in the end, the Lions outplayed the Falcons and outgained them 338 to 254, and they lose. Tim Boyle was fine, 24 of 34 for 187, a touchdown, a pick. But the Lions still with the second pick. And quite frankly, Chris, I would have gone for it on that fourth down. You're, you have two wins. 
Yeah. Like, like, just go for it. If you lose by a touchdown, so be it. You're for people who had late Lions tickets, you were home anyway, so I was rooting for him to go for it and win the game. But in the end, the Lions fall short. Uh, this is two, a game where two teams, um, Seattle, I'm curious to see how much they give up now that they're eliminated. Detroit's been playing hard, even though their season was over pretty early. I'll go Seattle laying six in this one, Chris, because that was what they laid to the Bears. Ding, 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 ding. I like your number better, too. <laughs> Again, my number's coming to six and a half on this game. However, as I look at it, uh, I see a low of seven, uh, mostly seven and a half. Uh, here we found one for uh, me this week. Yeah, and I even see a couple eights, though, but with juice on the dog. Uh, I'm going to open seven. There is some sevens out there, so I'm going to be – uh, again, at the bottom of the market here, uh, see a lot of seven and a halves. You know, we do everything 11 to 10, so I'm not going to juice a number or anything like that. So I'm going to use seven in this game, but mostly seven and a half out there. I am just going to, I'm going to end up betting Detroit this week. I'm going to let that number see if we can get how high the number can get and try to get it at the peak. But Chris, I, I, Detroit, we know is go, even though they're bad, we know they're going to play hard in this game. They play hard every week. And Seattle, like, the way they lost that game to Chicago, up 10 in the fourth quarter, blow it to Nick Foles, and a Bears team that was as dead as dead going into that game. I'm going to be on Detroit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you look at, game. look at that box score yesterday, total yards was actually really close. Seattle out gained them 331 to 317. Mm -hmm. But first downs, Chicago got 26 first downs. I mean, that's not a good team. And you no, it's 26 first downs. Yeah, against that offense, that's a that's a bad performance. Boy, that Adams trade is really oh, what a, not looking good. Right what a now. horrible, horrible trade. In the yeah. moment, look, as a Jet fan, that trade, when I saw that they got two ones. You got two ones for two that? Two ones. Steal. Total steal for a guy who, as good as he is, he's really just a weak side linebacker. Yeah. Can't cover it all. Yeah, so, I mean, he's, he's not a game changer on a no, consistent basis. He's no Ed Reed. Yeah, no, he's no, right, he's no right. Ed Reed. Ed Reed would be worth two number one. Ed Reed will at his peak. Yeah, no, yeah. him, him and Paul Mao, the only two safeties, at least since I've been watching, that would have been worth two ones. Yeah. All right. Why well, we got one more to sneak in here. Yeah, this one here, two teams trending in the opposite direction. The Los Angeles Rams going on the road to face the Baltimore Ravens. All right. I'm going to just before getting into the recaps here, Chris, I don't have a guess on this game mm -hmm. because. I, we have no clue what the Baltimore quarterback situation is. I, I realize that, but my number is exactly what the market has. So okay, so we'll, we'll get that there. Uh, the Rams go on the road. They beat the Vikings 30-23, to despite Matthew Stafford throwing three pretty bad interceptions. Uh, but in the end, the, the Rams able to survive. Stafford 21-37, 197, a touchdown, three picks. Led to 10 Minnesota points. Cooper Cup is really good at this football thing. He was over 100 yards again Man. receiving. Sony Michelle. 27 carries, 131 yards, and a touchdown. But the biggest play of this game, the punt return for a touchdown by Brandon Powell, 61 yards to put the Rams back up double digits when it looked like Minnesota had a, a chance mm -hmm. to really get back in the game. The Rams have won four in a row after the three-game losing streak. They are in sole possession of first place in the NFC West and currently the number three seed in the NFC Baltimore loses to Cincinnati, as we discussed before, 41-21. No Lamar Jackson, no Tyler Huntley. It was Josh Johnson. He got the start. All honesty, Josh Johnson, admirable in that one. 28 yeah, uh, it wasn't terrible. He was admirable. Uh, threw for close to 300 yards, 28 of 40, two touchdowns, a pick. Uh, Baltimore just so decimated on defense in yeah. the end. 
Uh, they gave up uh, over 500 yards. Of course, 525 passing yards to Burrow. Baltimore, with the loss, actually moved up in the AFC playoff chase to the seventh seed. But if Miami wins tonight, Miami will take over the seventh seed. Chris, we'll get your number on the flip side for this one. And then we have the two primetime games for week 17 in the National Football League. Here on a Monday, guessing lines, the final Monday of 2021. We're back next on a numbers game on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. It is a numbers game here on VCN. I'm Jeff Parles in for Gil Alexander. Chris Andrews is here. Chris, uh, what what are you going to open the Rams and Ravens game at? Well, my numbers came to three and a half. That's what the market is. That's that's what I'm going to open that game. Okay, so three and a half. Uh, the Rams, of Rams, course, three and a half. Yeah. Favorite on the road. Uh, I did not make a. Uh, I guess if I was to make one, I would have I would have guessed Rams four, and then if it was Johnson again, Rams eight and a half. Yeah, well, I'm assuming one of those two quarterbacks so, yeah. are going to be in for the Ravens. Yeah, you would, but they have a million defensive injuries. Yeah, that's that, why they have, can't be a favorite. That defense is just so beat up at this point. So uh, I'd probably end up playing the Rams, uh, especially if that three and a half is still there. All right, Wyatt, two more to get to here. Yeah, we got a rivalry game in the NFC North. Vikings on the road against the Green Bay Packers. Sunday night football for this one. Minnesota loses to the Rams, as we discussed last segment. They are currently on the outside looking in. And for that team with that amount of talent, really flabbergasting that it has come to this for Minnesota. Seven and eight on the year. Uh, Stafford throws three interceptions, but Minnesota can't take advantage of it. They get 10 points off those three picks. Cousins was intercepted. In the end zone, even though that wasn't really his fault, Osborne got tipped it up in the air and it got picked. Uh, Cousins was 27 of 38 and a touchdown and a pick. Uh, lack of creativity in the red zone was the biggest thing for me. They were pretty bland with their play calling like they've been all year long. Justin Jefferson had a good game, though, 8 for 116. Adam Thielen came back. He w- wasn't really effective after that high ankle sprain, 3 for 40. Dalvin Cook also out of this game on the COVID list. May not be available for this one coming up on Sunday because he is unvaccinated and on the COVID list. And, of course, that punt return for the touchdown, really the key play of the game for Minnesota against the Rams. Yeah, you know, this is one of those, and we haven't heard your number yet. When I made my number on this game, mm-hmm. right away I could see, man, that's too high. You know, because I think right now power rating-wise, you know, power ratings are just a place to start. And I also give Green Bay, it's the only team in the league I still give three for a home field advantage. They do play much better at home, there's no doubt. M- but, Min- yeah. but Minnesota tends to play a lot of close games, and so does Green Bay. Minnesota, remember, beat Green Bay earlier in the year in Minneapolis. Uh, the Packers, a game we have amazingly not discussed yet <laughs> because of where the Packers and Browns both play their games this week. Green Bay survives on Christmas yeah. night, 24-22. Uh, Cleveland gets the money in the end, covering the seven and a half game. Uh, if you had an over, if you got in late on the total, sorry, yeah. shouldn't have gotten so late on the yeah. total betting it over. Uh, look, Green Bay in this one outgained four hundred eight to three eleven. They allowed eight yards a pop on the ground to Cleveland, but because of four Baker Mayfield interceptions, Green Bay survives and wins twenty four to twenty two. Aaron Rodgers twenty four of thirty four two hundred two three touchdowns, including. The record-breaking touchdown of Brett Favre's franchise record, 444 now for Rodgers. 
Um, and Alan Lazard on that touchdown. Devontae Adams really good, too. Fully healthy yet again. Mm-hmm. Ten catches for a buck, 14, two touchdowns. If Green Bay wins out, the Green Bay Packers are the one seed in the NFC for the second consecutive season in the NFC. And uh, in this one, too, we talked about it with Kingsbury. Matt LaFleur made two horrible challenges in this game that ended up not impacting the result. But now you got to. You got to you got to do better guys upstairs to help your head coach out. Yeah, I still think he's a top-notch coach. I, I, I don't put him in Kingsbury's class, even not even close. Oh, he's better. Than, he's again. He's one of those guys who is just sneaky. Moved up the coach of the year odds the whole year. Yeah. Uh, if Green Bay goes fourteen and three, he has a legitimate chance to win the award, Chris. He really they does. Just keep winning, man. I, I mean, I know they got blasted last year in the playoffs against uh, Tampa Bay, but this team just keeps winning. All right, uh, the, the, how you phrased what you were saying on the number, I'm a little alarmed at what I have. Okay. I have Green Bay laying seven. Well, you're right on. Okay. And I like, here we go, Mo. You're having a hell of a second hour here. I like your number better. <laughs> my, my power ratings came to eight and a half, and right away I says, oh, man, I would take eight and a half here in a second. So it is uh, seven. Actually, I see seven, mostly with some juice on the dog. Uh, I do see one six and a half out there, but only one. Mostly seven juice on the dog. So I'm going to open seven, and they come Sunday night. We'll be. <laughs> you never have to beg for Green Bay money. I can tell you that. I'm curious to see how this moves through the week, Chris, because yeah, I I think, I think it, the money will show in the dog initially. Yeah, I think seven is a take. Yeah, on I Minnesota because even even though they they are capable of, uh, they're probably going to lose this game in agonizing fashion, like they have all year. I, that's but, what I would predict. But but. Getting a whole touchdown against a team that they actually match up pretty well against, all things considered, I, I think yeah. Minnesota's a take the market's seven. telling you to take yeah, seven take, take at minus one ten, yeah. which you know that's what I'll have at my store, and you might want to jump in. I might need to hop in on a Monday. That'll be that'll be good when someone tests positive for COVID. That's yeah. imp- that's important on that yeah. one. All right, Monday night football. Wise. Just going to be Rogers. No big deal. Oh. <laughs> Last game of this Week 17 slate. Two teams still in contention in the AFC North somehow. Browns at the Steelers. Uh, using uh, the uh, still in contention liberally there, uh, Wyatt. But uh, the Browns we just discussed uh, in a game where the Browns were, Chris, I think it's safe to say the Browns were clearly the better team in that game. And they found a way to lose. 24-22, Cleveland Falls. Baker Mayfield, the story, four interceptions. I, I, you know, and I went on Twitter. I said, two, I don't think were his fault. The last they, one was a defensive penalty that yeah, just didn't get called. I know. And, I, I, you know, and he, listen, I know he's not in that category. Some of the young quarterbacks we talked about. But, you know, Cleveland, if you dump him, who are you going to go find? I mean, Tim Couch. Uh, Russell you know, Wilson. Well, you know, if, if you have you a chance. You get Russell Wilson to Cleveland? If you have a chance, <laughs> you know, that, that's a big improvement. I'm not sure you're going to get it, though. The, uh, the, the the big thing here, by the way, that was Baker's first four-pick game in the NFL. Uh, Baker, 21-36. 222 yards, two touchdowns, four picks. Uh, the Browns did whatever they wanted on the ground. They had 219 rushing yards on 25 carries. Nick Chubb at 17 for 126 and a touchdown, and it still wasn't enough. But really, Chris, even more than the interceptions, a COVID absence ends up playing a big role here. Chase Chase McLaughlin, even though he's a league average kicker on the COVID list, Chris Nagar has to be brought up to be the kicker, and he missed a PAT on the first touchdown. Mm -hmm. And then... Kevin Stefanski chased the points. They missed the the two. And what was the final margin? Two. Two. That was it. Okay. Here's your margin. Cleveland uh, seven and eight. 
What a disappointment for the Browns. What a disappointment this year for Cleveland, one of the favorites. Uh, in the end, uh, Cleveland loses 24-22. Uh, Chiefs, Steelers, oh boy. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for Washington, Chris, the Steelers would have had the performance of the day. On Thank the bad God side. for Washington. I remember <laughs> that one. Uh, that, that, that was just bad for the Steelers. Just terrible. 36-10, Kansas City wins. Steelers are down 30 to nothing in this game. And again, if you just look at the box score, doesn't, doesn't look that look bad. That bad. <laughs> you know, but anybody with eyes and a brain knew this was uh, a horrible performance by the Steelers. And it was just bad. Bad, ugly, uh, you know, pick your action to give, as long as it's a bad one. What a Just Pittsburgh again. They, and, of course, they had the sad field goal as well as Boswell with the field, with the 30-yarder yeah. uh, as well to make it 30-3. to Roethlisberger, 23-35, a touchdown, an interception, a fumble lost, 159 yards passing. Deontay Johnson, a touchdown and a fumble lost, six uh, catches and for 51 yards and a touchdown as well. Steelers are actually the seventh seed going into this game and now – are not the seventh seed anymore. They have a chance. That's crazy. <laughs> they, Tom, win, they can win their last two, and they could get in. Tomlin's uh, over 500 streak in jeopardy as well. Yeah. Chris, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is a pick. This game. Well, that's interesting. My numbers come to Cleveland one, but right now the market's Cleveland three, and I agree with the market because Pittsburgh cannot stop anybody on the ground, and that's. That's what Cleveland does. Plus, Pittsburgh beat them the first game. I think uh, Cleveland runs the ball down their throat here. Pittsburgh beat Cleveland early in the year 15. Pittsburgh 10. beat them, yeah. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just concerned that Cleveland's going to be one of those uh, just, that's it. They're, they're done. They just it fall off the map. I, I t- like I said, I saw three as a number. Even though my power ratings come to Cleveland one, I like the three better. I just think it's a bad Bad, bad matchup right now for the Steelers. Chris, I like the Lions and the Vikings the most. What could go wrong? <laughs> well, I like the Texans. So how's that? <laughs> Jeff, we have less than a minute. Can I mention my book? Please, go ahead. Then One Year. Uh, it's a lot different than Then One Day. Amazon's out of it, which I guess is a good problem that's for me good, to that's have. That's a good problem to have. But uh, uh, there's a, a link on my uh, a pinned tweet of me, of mine. You can go to Huntington Press and still order the book there. I have my copy. You do? I do. Okay. I got it. That was one. That was one of the Christmas gifts I got, oh, which is good. Thank you so, very much. So uh, I, I will be diving into it this week. Okay, great, terrific. Chris, thank you. Oh, thank you. It was a lot of fun. I, uh, I, we I, miss Gil, but this we, was a lot we, of fun. We, we miss Gil, and uh, of course, uh, we uh, hope to have Gil back soon. I hope so. Hope to have help have Gil back soon. The Lombardi line is next. We'll see you next time on a numbers game here on VSIN. Yeah. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.